no, we're working our way through the spiritual gifts that the Bible describes are available to every believer. And each morning, different pastors have been navigating us through some of those gifts. Well, today, we get to talk about the gift of faith. And it's a little different to just having faith. It's the ability to put faith into action in the earnest belief that God will make a way. And there are a couple of passages of Scripture that remind us of the power of that. None quite as famous as Hebrews chapter 11. And so let's read those first five verses in Hebrews chapter 11 to set us up for a conversation on how to elevate your gift of faith and put it into practice. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders, the people of old, obtained a good testimony. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things that are seen were not made of things that are visible. So it all started in an invisible place, and then it became visible. That's an important point. Uh, verse uh, verse uh, uh, 4, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, uh, through which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, and God testified of his gift. And uh, through it, um, uh, he, being dead, still speaks to us about excellence. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not even see death and uh, was not found because God had simply taken him. Um, for before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And then that famous verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him diligently. This passage of scripture is pumped full of steroid level encouragement on the gift of faith. Faith is not simply just believing in God. Faith is believing that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and the believing that God is active, present and, and at work in our lives. And in order for us to have strong faith or to exercise strong faith, we have to believe in the now acts of God, not just the historic acts of God. It's quite easy to believe that the God in the Bible did all those things in Bible times, but it is just as important to believe that the God of the Bible does the same things in our times. That's where a gift of faith is in operation. It is simply the actual belief that God would do it for you just as he did it for anyone in scripture at any other past period of time in history. And so for that reason, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is a, a it's earnest belief that God would repeat his works in our lifetime and in our world. That's faith. And in order for you to put your faith into action, I want to give you a few little tips, a little couple of ideas that can be gleaned out of this Hebrews 11 description of the different men of, and women of faith. The first idea is that uh, the gift of faith finds a testimony and a possibility in every story. Have you ever been around somebody who no matter what you say, no matter what good news you give, they find something negative about it. They find uh, a threat. They find a burden or some horrible task that it comes with. Well, faith is exactly the opposite of that. No matter what is happening, there is an ability to find a possibility and a testimony in it. It may be a thunderous storm, but your faith says, well, I've got to stay home and listen to worship. 
It may be that you had planned to go somewhere and the plans failed. You say, God has a better plan for me. It's the constant belief that if it's not this, it's something better. That's faith at work. Negativity is the idea that no matter what happens, it's probably going to go wrong. Well, faith is the opposite. No matter what happens, it's going to work out. That's faith at work. Think of the children of Israel going through the wilderness. We're at the Red Sea. Well, God will make a way through it. We're fighting a giant. Well, God will uh, conquer over the giant. This confident, affirming belief that In the midst of the story, there is a testimony and there is a possibility. That's the first idea. The second is that faith sets aside statistical probabilities. I get so frustrated by how often we as believers uh, limit ourselves to statistical probabilities. You know, when people say that's probably not going to happen, it very seldom happens. So what? Faith operates in the slender margin of the seldom. That's where faith works. That's, it may be so for many others. It may be so for a statistical average. It may be so for the general populace of, of stats, but not for me. I believe God has something better in mind for me, uh, God at work. And I want to encourage you to be careful not to limit yourself to a statistic. You're actually not, you may be part of a statistic, but you're not a statistic. You are operating under God's guidance and providence and provision and plan. People might say 60% of marriages end in divorce, not yours. People might say 80% of new businesses fail, not yours. People might say that nobody has done it in your city. Well, you could. And faith says, I won't limit myself to to a statistical probability. God is greater than the statistics. And faith at work simply sets aside statistical probability and believes in the extra um, possibility. And there's something about uh, uh, allowing God to, uh, uh, to position you to operate in that zone. Why someone else and not you? Why would you be limited to the statistical probability and not uh, operate in the exceptional, in that little bit of margin that's available for somebody? And if not, you, why not? And then the third thing that I think is also very important uh, in operating or putting into place our, our faith is that, ex- that faith speaks in extraordinary terms. Faith says in language that the impossible is possible by God. It speaks in extraordinary terms. Do you know how often we might limit our faith, our exercising of a gift of faith, just simply by talking ourselves down from the mountain, just simply by talking ourselves into the valley, just simply by repeating things that are uh, reasons or excuses as to why not. Faith gives us reasons or excuses as to why so. Faith speaks. Remember that part about Cain and Abel and the sacrifice that speaks of a better thing that pleases God? Faith speaks of excellence, of possibility, of overcoming and over over victory. I want to encourage you to think very wisely about how you speak because you're either speaking in faith or you're speaking in lack. And it's not 
living in pretense. It's not living in impossibility. Nobody said the giant was small. It was a giant, but we would overcome it. Nobody said that the Red Sea wasn't real. The Red Sea was there. There would just be a way. Nobody said that the economy isn't in trouble. It is. There would just be a well of opportunity for you. Nobody says some things aren't so. They are so, but for you, there is a path out, a way of escape. That's what faith says. And so faith speaks in a language of the extraordinary. Things that seem absolutely impossible statistically are possible by faith. Things that seem like there is no testimony or uh, no reward, uh, faith says, yes, there is. There is an opportunity and a reward and a way out. Faith is one of those powerful gifts that gets mixed into a lot of the other gifts. When you pray for healing, you need faith to join that prayer of healing. Or when you use a gift of prophecy, you need faith to step into it. In fact, Corinthians says we should use our faith in proportion to our maturity. Whatever amount we have, use it and step into it in that proportion or level. Faith is really powerful as a gift because it's a hidden strength. It's the ability to listen to the clutter in the world and to set aside what is not from God and to hold on to what is from God. Today, I want to encourage you to have a spirit of faith, to have a gift of faith at work in your life, acknowledging facts but not being limited by them. Believing in truth, but also believing in supernatural things that are beyond our own capability, that God is at work uh, on our behalf. And then thirdly, to remind us that we have to find the testimony in every situation. No matter how tough it is, or no matter how much of a challenge it is, faith says there is a God-ordained testimony here. Even in loss, even in uncertainty, even in sadness, even in, in something ending or something launching or something failing, even in that, you can find a testimony and say, but the will of God kicked in and something new was launched territory was cleared, a new project was launched, God had a better idea in mind for me, constantly in the belief that God has a better idea in mind for me. You have to stop being a statistical reality and start being a spiritual reality. Okay, so I may have overdone it. Yes, shall we pray and commit this day to the Lord? And um, Vince will be back tomorrow and I'll see you on Sunday uh, in person or online. Father, thank you so much for the gift of faith. Thank you that when we put our faith in action, it produces or bears fruit. Lord, will you teach us not to be the victim of statistical probabilities, nor should we constantly be looking for reasons and excuses why things aren't going to work out, but instead to be men and women of faith, believing that there is a way out, a door of opportunity, a new project, a new possibility, and to speak in the language of the extraordinary. For you, Lord, are a mighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 